Well, welcome to Grass Fed and Grace Sled. This is Maddie Rose. And uh, this is actually one of the first episode recordings I'm making for my new podcast series. And I thought it would be great to start out with um, just discussing where the title, the name of this podcast came from. So this first uh, episode, I'd like to address the question of why grass-fed? And uh, many of you might know um, grass-fed is kind of a title given to meat that is from animals that were raised usually exclusively 100% grass-fed. Um, that means that they were on a pasture and they were not uh, fed grain in a feedlot or anything like that to fatten them up. And um, a lot of you might be interested in kind of the more um, natural and health healthy um, sourced meats um, and food for your family, yourself. And so grass-fed would be something that you would probably seek out if you can afford it. As you know, it's kind of expensive to get grass-fed meat. Um, I am a, I would call myself a pseudo-homesteader, a small hobby backyard farmer. Um, I don't live off the grid or anything like that. Um, uh, we are an air Air Force, active duty Air Force family. So we move fairly regularly and living off the grid uh, just isn't something really doable when you're moving every few years like that. Um, but we've we've lived in a few different locations or we've kind of had varying levels of um, the intensity, I guess you could say, of our homestead and farm. So um, I'm pretty familiar with that world, which is kind of one direction I want to go with this podcast is to discuss uh, farming and homesteading, backyard chickens, um, I have dairy goats, and I've done geese and ducks and gardening, uh, pigs, a few varieties of pigs. I also have horses, although most people today don't really use horses for farming. Uh, some do, like the Amish um, and people that like to use them, but primarily horses today are just for um, hobby and recreation. But anyways, so grass-fed fits that MO in that it kind of appeals to this sort of um, natural raising culture, but even transcendent over that, as a Christian, I find that it has a really neat double meaning uh, for scripture, and, and that is my goal with this podcast, to um, have a Christian worldview uh, strongly steeped in the Word of God, and even when I'm discussing trivial, seemingly things like chickens and, and goats, um, to just always kind of have that be my guide, you know, scripture through that, and just trying to live um, the Christian life, living it out in real time. And in order to do so, we as Christians have to be grass-fed as well. And when I say that, I, I mean that we should be nourished on the Word of God. And this concept of being grass-fed really uh, came to light for me with um, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 13 to 15, which I will read right now. And this is the ESV, and it says, 
and I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land, and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. They shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. So if you're in any way familiar with the Christian faith, uh, especially Jesus' words or Psalm 23, which I think even many non-Christians are familiar with, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Um, and then it goes on, of course. But anyways, you are familiar with the fact that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. He does this in John 10, verses 11 and 14 and on. And this um, picture of being a shepherd to the sheep and taking care of his sheep and being a good shepherd um, that points back to many places, but Ezekiel 34 is one of them where God is dealing with the bad shepherds over Israel, that they've not done their duty, their job, and God is saying that he will be the good shepherd. And that's, of course, pointing to Christ. And one of the ways that God feeds his sheep, I would say the primary way that God feeds his sheep is through the word of God. Uh, we know this uh, Jesus when he's being tested by Satan in the wilderness and Satan tells him that if he's hungry he can command the stones to turn to bread. Uh, Jesus responds um, in Luke 4.4 as well as Matthew 4.4 and I believe also in Mark. Um, but he says, uh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's, Jesus is actually quoting Deuteronomy 8, 3. Um, so, of course, that's Old Testament quoting there. But you see Jesus himself quoting scripture to deal with Satan. And um, he's appealing to the fact that it's not just bread alone, but every word of God. And we know from uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And that is just one of the many examples in scripture uh, where we are told that the word of God is um, vital to living and um, the Christian life. And that it's that the word itself, the Bible, the scriptures are breathed out by God. The word of God that Jesus says in Deuteronomy 8, 3 says that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And um, so that to me is just hugely important uh, in my own life. Obviously, as a Christian, I want to desire to be in the word of God regularly daily, hopefully, but also to encourage uh, my fellow uh, sisters and brothers in Christ to uh, be in the Word as well. You know, that's I have two boys, my sons, that are 
uh, professing believers, and I want to encourage them, although they are young, to be in the Word often, and I also have to set that example. Um, so that's just really important to me. I see that those of us, at least, who live in um, industrialized or modern um, advanced civilizations, most of us, even in even in places in Africa and stuff, you know, you're starting to see people with cell phones and things like that. But most of us, barring a few countries in the world where there's a lot of uh, limitation and lack of scripture, um, we have access to the word of God. And we really have no excuse not to be in it. Um, our family, we have countless Bibles, study Bibles, different translation versions, um, on my phone, you know, you have a bunch of Bible apps. So there's really no excuse as to why we're, we're not getting in the Word other than the fact that we're not making it a priority in our life. And one thing that I find, and I've done it myself, and there's times in my life where I still feel this way, when you, when you have someone telling you, oh, you need to be in the Word daily, you need to be studying the Scriptures daily, there is a response in us where we feel like, well, that sounds legalistic. You're not allowed to tell me that. You can't tell me what to do. Or, oh, so all I have to do is check off this box and it just becomes like a, a works-based thing. But I think we're looking at that wrong. Um, we should be desiring it. And if we're not desiring it, then we should be concerned and we should be praying that, God, please give me a hunger for your word. And... Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast uh, for the gospel with Costi Hinn, and, and he was talking, he was interviewing someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about, you know, reading the word, and, and he made a great point that it's a necessity. It's not a, we're not doing it dutifully, like we just need to check the box and make sure we did our due diligence, but that the word of God itself says it's necessary we need this to live, and in order to live a Christian life, a healthy spiritual life, we need the Word. It is the bread of life. Christ is the bread of life, and He is the Word. He is called the Word um, in John 1 and other places, but that is vitally important for us as Christians. I mean, imagine we can, we can focus so much on healthy food, organic uh, non-GMO, locally sourced, backyard, garden raised, and all this stuff. We can talk about that and what goes in our bodies, but yet what are we putting into our minds and our souls and our hearts? And why are we neglecting the word of God like we do? It's because we think we don't need it, but we do need it. And I think that is just something that we need to wrap our minds around in that as a Christian, as professing Christians, we need to be in the word more frequently, daily. Um, it doesn't have to be five hours a day of intense word study, um, but it should be consistent. And um, there are, of course, practical ways to work this out. Um, there's a, I don't have the book in front of me right now, but there's a great little book called How to Eat Your Bible by Nate Pickowitz. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. But that book was excellent to read because I found I needed kind of a starting place. I'm 
I'm one of those people that when I start reading scripture, I just go on so many rabbit trails that it's really hard um, to kind of stay on task and I get distracted. And then sometimes it seems a little overwhelming. Like if I'm going to open the scriptures, do I have time? Do I have time to go on these rabbit trails? But he had some really good um, tips, practical uh, guidance for reading scripture. Uh, One of them was to read the same book um, over and over, over a period of time. Not that you have to sit down and read, say, the book of John in one day um, and then just read it again the next day and again the next day. Like, you could do that if you had time, but you could also break it up into chunks and read it through and then read it through and then read it through to the point that it's, it's very familiar. I think his recommendation was about um, doing that for 30 days. Now, I think it can vary person to person, but if you're somebody that just really has no idea where to start, that would be a great um, way to go about it. There's, of course, different Bible reading plans that you can follow. The reason I don't particularly care for, and he points it out in his book as well, that when you commit to a Bible reading plan, like say the Bible through the year plan, Um, If you start to fall behind, a lot of us, which we normally do, uh, will be discouraged and then you just kind of give up and you don't go back to it. So instead of committing to a Bible in a year, unless that's what you really want to do and you're diligent about it and that's fine, um, commit to reading one book uh, of the Bible and reading that through. And, and reading it through multiple times so that you become familiar. You, you become um, just, it like seeps in your soul. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, you know what's coming up. You almost start to memorize the scriptures, which is also another great way to um, meditate on the word and be in the word is to focus on, on memorizing verses And there's various ways that you can do that. He has tips in that book as well. There's other ways that you can do that um, outside of there. Um, But memorizing verses and and big chunks of scripture is great. I mean, you can kind of build as you go with memorizing verses. Because a lot of us have these like little kind of quaint uh, verses that we all know. But often they're kind of taken out of context and used in ways that they aren't intended in the text to justify things that aren't actually biblical or kind of pseudo-biblical or at least not, they're just not intended to be taken that way. And yet we do because we hear them so much. They're plastered on signs and walls and um, coffee mugs and bumper stickers and t-shirts. And and we begin to use those um, without really being aware of the context. So reading through a book in its entirety will give you the context, the build up to that. And if you do it repeatedly, you just become familiar with the context and things start standing out to you in ways that, um, you know, they might not have the first time through because it was new and unfamiliar. But as you familiarize yourself with the text, you start to pick out different things. Um, other ways that you can, um, study scripture being the word is to sing songs that's something my kids and I like to do we have some memory verse songs where we we memorize them uh, verse games but ultimately it's 
prioritizing and being intentional about the word and studying the word and being in the word regularly and and considering it a vital part of your Christian life that you need every day. Hopefully you can't hear my kids in the background because they're being really loud right now. <laughs> if you do, I apologize. That's mom life for you. Um, but anyways, uh, and then the other thing on that, just as a side note, I think I can do an episode more in depth on this in the future with more practical application, but, um, just learning to cut things out of our life. Like you're probably saying, if you weren't saying, or maybe you were, oh, that sounds legalistic. Maybe I should, you know, check all these boxes off and you're just telling me what to do so that I can be a quote unquote good Christian yada, yada, yada. Well, maybe you weren't saying that, but maybe you were saying, I don't have time. I have a little baby who cries all the time. I have all these errands that I have to run. I work and I come home and I cook and I clean, you know, or I'm just exhausted or whatever it is. Um, Chances are you probably have social media on your phone. Chances are you are watching Netflix at some point or Um, spending time doing something. So I'm sure that you can carve out 15 minutes of your time, maybe 30 minutes, you know, slowly build it up, make it realistic for your life. Uh, Wake up sooner than you would want to, to kind of carve out time for that. Um, I am not a morning person. My husband can attest to this. I don't like waking up in the morning, but I have grown to really love mornings because they're beautiful and peaceful, and if I can beat my kids out of bed, I do get some of that quiet time. Like, historically, I've always kind of stayed up late past bedtime because it was the time where I'd finally have to myself, but then you you stay up late, you stay up later than you want, and then you're tired the next day. Um, So I am trying, sometimes unsuccessfully, to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier and spend that time uh, with the Lord and form different habits. But that's kind of an area for maybe a future podcast. But really, I did want to give some practical tips and advice as I'm discussing this topic of being grass-fed as a Christian. So I certainly want to talk about rearing animals and, and raising our own food. If that's something that interests you, then you would enjoy this podcast. I'm hoping in the future to have interviews with other people who uh, maybe have more experience in certain areas than even I do or expertise as I certainly am not an expert in many things. I have been doing this farming thing um, for about nine years now. I think I've been around horses the majority of my life. I'm just kind of a natural animal person. I used to work at uh, different horse stables in order to trade for riding lessons Um, but as far as having chickens and goats, that's been, um, a newer thing in my life, but now nearing a decade because time moves on (laughs) and we get older. So, um, as I've been doing that, I've had miniature dairy goats now for, this is my ninth year. I did have sheep for a time. We've actually had a few different types of sheep. I've had, uh, wool sheep. I had baby doll south down sheep for a year Uh, but then we ended up switching to goats and then for one season I did dorper hair sheep for meat Um, 
as well as the kuni kuni pigs and geese and ducks and um but i've stuck with the mini dairy goats they're they're fun they're cute there's other reasons i like those animals and i think if we had more farm space my husband and i both talked about wanting an actual flock of probably dorper sheep because we did really enjoy them and the meat um but right now we are currently on two and a half acres with another two and a half adjacent to us that our neighbor has let us fence and use um but I've kind of kept it small just just for the sake of the time in our life. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing it for a bit and I would certainly love to focus some of my episodes more on topics surrounding that because I know it's interesting. But first and foremost, absolutely, as, as neat as grass-fed meat is, whether or not you're for or against it, I know I have some friends that are in the cattle industry and and they do swear by finishing off their beef with grain because of marbling and taste and all that. But um, whether or not you're a purist in terms of grass-fed and organic, um, there is something to be said about the quality, not only of the meat, but just the quality of the lives and the importance um, of the effort that is put into keeping those animals healthy. And honestly, you know, just as a side note, many years ago I, I read... Um, some research just pointing out that really good livestock farmers, you know, cattle primarily in the States, but sheep as well, you know, you're more of a grass farmer than you are an animal farmer if, if you're running stock on land because you really have to learn how to grow grass and maintain it. And there's kind of some some discussion there on, on how to manage your um, pasture land to make sure that you're not overgrazing or um, just creating more problems down the line. So there's a lot of really cool information out there and maybe we'll talk about that more in the future. But as I was going to say, as interesting and important as all of that is, you know, taking care of our animals, our food, knowing where it's coming from, feeding our bodies with healthy, sustainable um nutritious vegetables and meat, you know, crop and everything, um, our, our spirits, our souls are more important. And as Christians, we absolutely need to be prioritizing the word of God and feeding ourselves on that daily with his word, because we are called to it. We are told that we cannot live on bread alone. So, so we need that. We can't have any expectation of growing in holiness and growing into an image of Christ as we are called to do as Christians. You know, we should be getting more and more um, sanctified, as it were, <laughs> which, you know, just means set apart to become more and more like Christ and less and less like our old selves um, before we were saved and uh, we can't do that if we're not spending time in the Word. There's so many of us that just think, oh, well, I, you know, I was saved. I'm good. You know, I'm, I believe in God. And you spend very little time in the scriptures. Um, and your kids probably, honestly, less so if you have children. I mean, that was, that was me for a time where I just kind of assumed that my 
kids would kind of learn it through osmosis. And I realized, fortunately, very early on, God got a hold of me in that, that that's not the case. And even just taking my kids to church on Sunday in a midweek um, Bible study wasn't going to cut it. We really had to live it out in our daily lives and, and do as, as the Bible tells us to, you know, to talk about it. And as we're going out, walking this way and that way, like to really discuss it with our children. And we can't be doing that as parents or as aunties and uncles or whatever, even just yourself. If you're a single person, you're not married, you don't have children, or you're married and you're waiting on children, or you're not going to have children for whatever, you know, reason God providentially has kept that from you, at least for a time. Um, it's, it's still important, no matter what, even if you're not doing it for someone else. Um, God is still sanctifying you through the word and we need that. We need need that every day. And uh, I just really want to encourage people with this podcast to consider the word of God uh, seriously and intentionally and just also kind of see how we can live it out practically in our daily lives as women, mothers, daughters, wives, sisters, friends, um, so many ways that we can practically live out our Christian lives. Um, and the deeper we go into scripture, the more we understand the things of God, the more we're able and equipped to do that. And the more we appreciate the means that God has given us, which is, you know, one of which is the word of God our you know, faithfully, um, ministering pastors and teachers and in, in our local church bodies, um, there's just a lot of things that are really important to the Christian life that I, I do feel has fallen to the wayside, and that's unfortunate. And I'm really hoping that by encouraging uh, my friends and family, wherever you are, to be in the Word of God and to live a faithfully Christian life, doing so because you know it's the Word of the Lord, and also to discuss just a number of things um, that will come up through this podcast. Um, I have a lot of different life experiences that are unique from special needs, parenting, uh, fertility issues, loss. I've, I've lost a few pregnancies and I've had a stillborn, um, married life, animals, just being a woman in this, in this culture um, in this day and age, if you will. There's just a lot of different topics that I hope to go through in this podcast, Lord willing, but all of it, I really do hope, uh, will be centered around the word of God and that it will help me to become more and more Christ-like, um, to sanctify me more, but also, uh, I don't want my studies and, and, the things that I have gleaned from the Word of God to just end there. I, I really do hope to encourage other um, believers. And and also, I pray for my friends that are on the fence or unsure of the faith. Um, I would love to pray for them as well. So thank you for listening. This was actually a bit longer than I anticipated it being. Um, but here we are. That should give you, I don't know, that's about the length of my drive time to town when I take my son to therapy. So I guess it works out. Uh, I thank you so much for listening and may God bless you.